Chapter 15, Phase 3, A New Heaven and a New Earth. Phase 3 begins in Revelation 21, verse 1, when there is a new heaven and a new earth. Revelation 21, 1, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. Somewhere during this time, we will be rewarded for our lives here on this earth. Somewhere during the beginning of that time, we will be given new bodies that shine like the sun. We'll also be given new jobs and new opportunities for service to the king. Some of us will be given kingdoms. Some of us will rule over planets. Some will rule over cities. All of this will be service to our God, the king. Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. The Greek word for earth can reference this earth or any country or fixed property. It does not necessarily mean this particular earth. This means it allows for us to co-rule over the universe with Jesus. Differences. But there will be a few big differences in phase three. First, Satan will be bound in the lake of fire forever. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. There will be no more tempters, no more temptation. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophets had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. A second difference. Our old nature will be gone. With our old nature gone, so goes the pain we've experienced for so long in this world. Revelation 21.4, he will wipe away tears from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And Revelation 21, verse 27, nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Men and women, there will be no more jealousy. There will be no more backbiting. There will be no more words that hurt us, no more pain. Every word spoken to us will be uplifting. Every touch will be one of love. Every job will be thrilling and satisfying. We'll be living in God-exalting societies where every facet of culture points us to God. Every day we'll wake up and cry, glory! I love what I'm doing. I love who I am. I'm in love with the Almighty God. I love this life. A third difference is that we who are exalted will be given new bodies and will never choose to rebel, for we will have already known how ugly and empty rebellion is. We will have learned valuable lessons that will keep us close to God. We will also be wed to Christ as his bride. We will rule and reign over the heavens. Divorce proof. What will be the result of all of these differences? Jesus will never have to divorce his bride. He will love us, and we will love him perfectly, forever and ever. It'll not be a bride who was forced to walk down the aisle. Jesus will never slip us the pill, so to say, to make us fall in love with him. It will be a perfect free will love that will last forever. No fairy tale has ever come close to touching this epic, eternal romance. God will have done all of this out of his glorious mercy and grace. He wasn't forced to do it. He didn't need to do it. He wanted to do it. He wanted to put his glory on display forever. And by the very fact that we will have been forgiven saints who will have the honor of sitting with Christ on his throne, God's mercy and grace will be put on display and lived out forever in eternity future. 
we will know that it is still by His grace that this continues as we see the smoke rising up from hell forever, reminding us of our rebellious state in the bygone days of phase two. God's ultimate goal. God ultimately wants us to be exalted with bodies of magnificence and power, to rule and reign with Him over the universe as a bride to His Son. He loves us and wants to bless us in this way. This is how He lives out His grace forever. But He did not want to start us out this way, lest we fell. So He began by creating a planet on which there was a tempter who would tempt us to fall. Through our rebellion, repentance, mercy, and grace, we will see God in a whole new light and learn to love and worship Him forever. Every lesson learned will ultimately prepare us for ruling and reigning as His bride. This is our final destiny. This is the big, big, I mean, really big picture. What a God who thought this up in eternity past. What a God who calls us his servants in this life, but ultimately transforms us to rule and reign as kings in the end. What a God who loves unconditionally and who wants to lavish on us grace and mercy. If I'm to be a pawn to anyone, this is a God to whom I want to be a pawn. This is a God to whom I want to be a servant. This is a God to whom I trust my entire soul. All of this is because of His glory. This glory is seen in a father's infinite love for his son. This glory is so amazing and so wonderful that it had to be put on display and lived out. Never forget, it all starts with God's glory, it all ends with God's glory, and everything in between points to his glory. Men and women, This is a God worth living for. This is a God worth suffering for. And this is a God worth dying for. This is the God we worship.